We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Celebrity Cruises. I know what you think. As long as you're on vacation, you're happy. But the truth is some vacations are better than others. And there's one that's better than all of them. Celebrity Cruises. With rooms, food, and service like theirs, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And you won't have to with all the places Celebrity goes. They even have weekend Caribbean escapes if you're short on time. So visit Celebrity.com, contact your travel advisor, or call 1-800-CELEBRITY and see why nothing comes close to Celebrity Cruises. Ships Registry, Malta, and Ecuador. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Anonymous. I'm Daniel Roebuck, and I'm joined by Monica Pladman. Hi. Hi. I kind of wish it was Pladman. The Pladmans of Georgia. Because <laughs> then people would call me like... Platty? Pladhead. What about Platty? Like platypus. Yeah, Platty. Mm, you wouldn't like platypus. A mammal no, that lays eggs? Like, it's kind of oh, like chinchilla. you kind of are a platypus. Because oh, you're a eggs. mammal that lays big eggs. <laughs> <laughs> big big eggs okay okay this was a story tell us a crazy story about eggs nope okay could that be a prompt sure okay this is wild card yes we, we love, love it we do i gotta say these are our favorite to record because we really don't know what's coming it could go anywhere only emma knows what's about to That's hit us right it's so fun let me just glance through these four to see if people can listen they can um i think this is kind of okay okay yeah it's not great but none of these are going to be good no other than the one tell us about an act of kindness yeah they're all gonna be nasty yeah till the end of time that's what this is yeah it's a tour down the nasty alley (laughs) please enjoy wild card hard times come and go good times take them slow Wild card. Hello. Oh, connecting. Oh, you can read that. Hi, Hi. Dylan. Hi, guys. I have to interrupt you real quick. I can't read it, but I know that that little sentence on the bottom means it's connecting. Okay, but I wanted to make sure because my eyes. No, I can't fucking see that. Yeah. Dylan, how old are you? I am 31. So your eyes are probably bulletproof. They're stellar. They're they're excellent so far. So lucky. So envious. I can see you beautiful people just fine. Oh, good. You're a very organized young man. I love your hats. Thank you. 
I'd credit my wife for a last minute, like, we need to put some shit behind you because okay. this isn't going to work. There's a duffel bag and, you know, an open watch box. I'm like, you're right. What do we do here? So we did a little dry run yesterday and got everything. Oh. So. I hate to be stereotypical, but I definitely was excited that you did that with the hats. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yeah, it makes obviously sense. the yeah, wife did yeah. it. Well, let me say this, Monica. They were over here in a different section. They were still organized. I just had to slide them. Okay. Dylan, have you watched the Beckham doc? I was just going to say that. I know you are. Because of your sweater. Okay, I have not, but I heard you guys talking about how great it was, and I was getting my haircut yesterday. Maybe not, maybe because I was going to come meet you guys, but <laughs> it got brought up, and I was like, I've heard it was great. I need to watch it. Well, one of the many interesting, unique things is his closet, in the way he organizes his clothes, is so OCD. I love it. I could never keep a closet like his, but it's so appealing. Oh, that's funny, because I was going to bring up when you lifted your hand to drink your water, you're wearing a Beckham-esque sweater. That sounds like a huge compliment. I'm going to take that. You're triggering two different Beckham memories, <laughs> yeah. which is the dream. I'm trying to now look like him. You know, I don't think I belong in the same sentence as Beckham, but I'm going to take all the love. I love it. All right. So what's fun about this prompt, wild card, is we have no clue what's coming our way. Yes. It's a wild card. Oh, I'll tell you that. Well, Dylan, tell us what happened. Okay. This story takes place in downtown Denver almost seven years ago now. So at the time, my wife and I were living downtown, working downtown. I was working as an auditor at an accounting firm. So this was late January, maybe early February, but either way, any auditors out there listening know that's our busy season, we call it. Just grueling hours, working around the clock, tons of deadlines to meet. Because tax season's approaching April 15th, is that why? You're about the thousandth person to assume <laughs> that, Dex. But from the audit side, what I was doing, we come in and we audit the client's financial statement. So if there's a 60 or 75 day, depending on how large the company is, to file your financial statements to the SEC. The auditor comes in and makes sure the books and records are all kosher, how they should be. So that's why we are just slammed and it happens to line up with tax season. Anyway, my own mom and dad still ask me like, aren't you glad you're not doing that tax season stuff anymore? I'm like, it's (laughs) not exactly the same. But needless to say, it was a busy night, not unlike the others. It was just a typical weeknight. I'm in the office late and I start to text my wife to see what she's up to. I knew she'd gone out to dinner with some friends. We decide, let's meet at our friend's apartment. They lived really close. Essentially, a park separated our apartment building from our good friends. So I said, I don't want you walking home late at night in the dark through the park. So I'll meet you there in about a half hour. We'll walk home. Important detail, I had my headphones in at this point and just blasted the music up full blast. Like it had been a very long day. I pack up to leave. At this point, it's well after 10 p.m., I'm the last one in this office building. So the door I'd gotten accustomed to leaving out of that late at night was this side door. Every night, there'd be a security guard there, like 24-7, just sitting in a chair. I'd always say goodnight to him. This particular night, I noticed he wasn't there, which I thought was kind of odd, but didn't think too much of it. Just kept on walking. The rest of the walk was pretty ordinary until I got about halfway through this park that I spoke of that separated our friend's apartment from from ours. And I will never forget this, this sensation of what am I looking at? Because I just started to notice shadows on the ground, like on my feet of the trees I'm walking under. I can like see the tree branches. You know, it's been a long day. I'm tired, but I know enough to be like, I shouldn't be seeing shadows. It's 11 p.m. at this Uh point. So I look up and there's a helicopter 
hovering over me with yeah. its spotlight shining directly on top of me. On you? On me. Wow, oh okay. As soon as I look up at it, it just kind of moves the light off and flies away. It's like, okay, well, that was weird. But at this point, my mind immediately goes to, there've been a lot of drownings in the Platte River that flows through downtown Denver. Uh-huh. It was like an unordinary high water time of year. There were several people that had gone missing and my mind immediately went there. I was like, oh, they must be searching for someone in the river. Like, how terrible. Hope they find them. And I just keep walking. I'm actually going over the bridge to cross this river. And as I'm halfway over the bridge, now I notice to my left, just on the other side of the park, this main street that comes down, cop cars are just flying down, lights, sirens, headed in the direction that I'm going. So I'm getting nervous. My wife's in that general direction. So I start calling her and doesn't answer. Call her again, doesn't answer. At this point, I'm at my friend's apartment. I'm in this courtyard just waiting, trying to get a hold of my wife. I do finally see like way off in the distance, her and our two friends walking towards me. Big sigh of relief. She's safe. They're safe. I quickly don't see them anymore because all of a sudden, four cop cars come off of the street into this courtyard of this apartment complex. They jump the curbs and they're driving. Jump on. the curb uh-huh. in my direction. And even then, I remember my friend telling me like, yeah, I'm pretty confident this guy below is me selling drugs out of his window. So I go to that. I'm like, oh, I might get to see a drug buzz. This might actually be kind of cool. Yeah. So a moment of excitement, which quickly dissipates when all eight doors of these four cars fly open, eight cops, eight guns drawn. <gasps> directly at me. Oh, oh wow. God. Wow, wow, wow. You're the show that people get to watch. Absolutely. Would the prompt be, tell us about a time you murdered someone. Ooh. And you didn't know it. Ooh. Yeah. Like a night terror murder. <laughs> I like where your head is going. <laughs> I still have my headphones on full blast, so I don't know what's being shouted at me. I like go pull out a headphone and I just hear, drop it, drop it on the ground, on the ground. Drop what? I'm like, oh, I'm holding my phone. So I like drop my phone. I do as I'm told. I'm on my knees. And like within seconds, I'm in handcuffs. Oh my God. I'm going into shock a little bit, but I know I've done nothing wrong. I literally left work 15 minutes ago. Stay calm. This has to be a mistake. The cop, this kind of makes me laugh looking back. The one that cuffed me, it was clearly new because he starts asking me some questions that I think a seasoned officer would know how to handle. He asks if I have any weapons on me, which is fair. Textbook. Any weapons in your backpack, which is my work bag. I'm like, there's a laptop and a fucking 10-key calculator. Like, yeah. no, there's no <laughs> weapons in the backpack. Unless you've got some dirty books, oh then yeah, goodness. it's a weapon. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that certainly could be that. If you're cooking the books, that 10-key will sort that out. <laughs> you're right. And... He asks if there's a way to get my backpack off without uncuffing me. Oh, my God. Use your brain. I don't know what to say. So he turns to his partners, well, what do we do? And they pick me up, place me on this bench, go through my stuff from there. Then some of the questions start to come, like, who are you? What are you doing here? They ask where I'm coming from, which I say work. And they ask what I do. I say I'm an accountant. Immediately, I just start to feel a little, well, that sounds fishy. Like, unless you know what I do, why is an accountant leaving work at 11 p.m. at night? Yeah. And they're like, it's not tax season. That's April 15th. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I'm like, this doesn't sound great for me, but it is the truth. So I continue. They ask, where's your office? I give them the cross streets, just kind of nods and walks away. At this point, there's quite a scene developing. Everybody and their mother is out of their apartments, wondering what the hell is going on. Coming up, cops are screaming to get back. Is the helicopter hovering overhead? The helicopter's gone. I never saw the helicopter again, but there's more cops than there were that initially pulled up into the courtyard. People everywhere, lights flashing on me, and I'm just trying to soak this all in. Like, what the hell is going on? 
I start to think of like Dateline, Monica, I love your Dateline stories. I'm like, okay, I've seen a lot of Dateline. I've seen plenty of TV. Like the innocent person, how do they fuck up in this situation? Well, they typically scream and yell and get upset and like freak out. I'm like, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm just going to stay calm. Like this will work itself out. That approach works for about a minute probably as I'm just sitting there quietly until I hear one of the cops on the radio say, Yep, we got him. What oh, the fuck? Oh, oh, no, oh the God. fuck you do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to stick up for myself. I don't know what's going on, but they don't have the right guy. Oh, this is so scary. Yeah. I work the balls up to just be like, excuse me, officer, can I ask what's going on? He comes over and he says, an officer has been shot. <gasps> oh, my God. He was shot in the exact location you claim to be coming from. There were two witnesses. You match the description that they no. gave us. They are on their way here to identify you. And if you had nothing to do with this, then you have nothing to worry about. That's a lot to take yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, you're now relying on two people. And did you think in your head, did I do it? I didn't get to that point, but I was like, <laughs> holy shit. He's not in the twilight zone. No, He's in Denver. I know I would think that for a second. Like, wait, is it possible I blacked out or something? It gets worse, Monica, oh. which I did start to really question my own sanity here in a minute. Fuck. But when he first says that, I just say, oh my God, that's terrible. Like I told you, I'm here to meet my wife. Talk about wrong place at the wrong time. And he goes, we'll see about that. And just turns around and like walks away. Well, can I say, Dylan, you're already lucky when an officer gets shot, man, everyone's in another headspace. Like the fact that no one shot when all eight were pointed at you oh is like, you know, God. that's about the most dangerous situation you can be in is if an officer's been shot. Trust me, Dax, I've thought about that so many times of just how lucky I am. It didn't go another way. Look, let's be honest. If you were black, I you would have been shot. I've thought it. Many times, I remember your story about after the Lakers won and, you know, the yes. things could have gone a different way. This story came to mind when you told that, like, yep, I am very privileged and <laughs> I just will accept that. So at this point, he tells me that he walks off and I'm like, oh, we're not off to a great start with this guy. He's starting to question me a little bit, starting to get in my head a while back in the story. But in reality, not that long before I told you I'd seen my wife approaching. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, I just hear. Are you fucking kidding me? He's never even held a gun. Like, this is so fucked up. <laughs> She's a mighty mouse, Monica. Yeah. All five foot three of her is like storming through this crowd. Love it. And this is not hyperbole. She gets through two cops before this female just like blows lines her. <laughs> oh my God. They send the broad in. I hear two or three more F bombs come out of her mouth before I'm like, Megan, stop, stop. Yeah. It's okay. I'm okay. This is a mistake. We don't both need to go to jail tonight. Please stop screaming at officers. My friend is able to corral her and get her inside. Another officer comes over. He's like, she was saying this is her husband. Was that your wife? I'm like, that's her. I told you. I was coming yeah. to escort that helpless wife of mine home. <laughs> I think she's going to be walking me home from now on. You know, I start to feel like a zoo animal. Everyone's still circled around trying to figure out what's going on. We're just waiting for these witnesses at this point. Man, did it feel like a long time. And as calm and like rational and reasonable as I felt like I was that night, the one dumb thing I did, I finally looked up at the officer and said, officer, can I ask you a question? He's like, what? I'm like, is he okay? And he just looks at me, gives me this like puzzled look. Is who okay? What are you, what are you talking about? I'm like, the officer. He's like, what officer? I'm like, you just told me two minutes ago that an officer has been shot. I'm just asking if he's okay. And he goes, 
I never told you that. Uh-huh. What the fuck? I thought he was going to say, I didn't say it was a he. Oh. You know, that old trick. Ew. That was what? a mistake. I'm going to agree with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a little weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm fucked. Uh, yeah, I am yeah. so fucked. At the very least, I'm spending the night in jail. I'm going to have to lawyer up. I've just admitted I know a cop's been shot. <laughs> yes. I know that I was at the scene of this. Like, I am so screwed. So finally, they tell me to stand up off the bench. Walk me to the center of this courtyard. I see another cop pull off the curb into the courtyard, shining his giant spotlight in my face. They tell me to look straight, chin up. That felt like a lifetime until I finally heard the door open and just heard negative, <gasps> negative. And like Ooh. within an instant, Ooh. cuffs are off. Oh, People scram. God. Like the cops do U-turns and they're out of the courtyard. The crowd disperses and it's just me. Yeah, because the guy's still out there. Exactly. So the only people that are left are the two officers, kind of the rookie and the guy that was playing mind freak with me. (laughs) He has me write a statement. He doesn't apologize, but he was very polite and respectful, thanks me for my cooperation. And as I'm writing my statement, to your point, Dax, the 911 operator comes across the radio and says, again, we're looking for a tall, white male, six foot to six foot two, brown hair, brown beard, wearing a black coat, Khaki pants and a black backpack. What if they rearrested you? <laughs> and he looks me up and down like it is me to a fucking T. And yeah. he just says, like, do you understand why we grabbed you? I'm like, yes. He said the helicopter spotted me. He was screaming, my name's Dylan as he left the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was free to go home. I didn't sleep a wink that night. I was just trying to come down from this crazy Ugh. experience. I find out what really happened, which I mean breaks my heart. It is a tragedy. Sure enough, outside my office building, someone just walked up, shot and killed an officer and took off. Two women did witness this. I did match this description. I went back and put the timeline together. I am certain if I didn't have my headphones on full blast sitting there packing up that I would have heard this gunshot, but I didn't hear shit. Yeah. I went out the side door and I headed one direction towards where I live, towards the park. He shot the officer and took off into downtown further into the city and they caught him shortly after they had me hiding out on some patio downtown. Was it a Dateline episode? Was there someone's wife in the middle of all this? No. From what I can tell, someone had just gone insane. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, actually here, I have a picture because I was so thankful, obviously, when those witnesses were staring at me that I must not have looked anything like this person because clearly they're in shock. If I look anything like him, I'm sure it's- Yes. Could be, I don't know. Like That might be him. I mean, I know that's how I'm sure I would have responded in- a crazy situation like that. This isn't great for the listener, but I'll at least show you guys. This is the oh, wow. mug wow. shot after they caught him. Fuck, no wonder. Okay, so just for the listener. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. He wow, only wow. has one eye. He has crazy long hair. He has a huge beard. He looks just like Charlie Manson if Charlie Manson had one eye. And he's been shooting dope in his forehead. I don't mean to laugh. It's just, you look nothing Yeah, no, that like guy him. is, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, Dylan looks like Lane Norton. So just compare Lane Norton and <laughs> Charlie Manson. Well, Charlie Manson had two eyes and was an a uglier little, Charlie. Uh, exactly, <laughs> yes, a little yes. handsome. The next day, I'll just give you a quick kind of where this went from there. 
boss texted me like, oh my God, something horrible happened. Someone was shot like right outside the office. I'm like, yeah, I have a story about that. I'll be in a little later today. I kind of took my time yeah. to work that day. As soon as I got there, I tell the team and, you know, it spread. So had the security guard left his post right. to go see what had happened? Thank you. I meant to circle back to that. I never got a chance to ask him. I, I never saw that security guard again, but I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah. Uh -huh. There was this gunshot. He took off to go yes. tend to the scene. I walk out moments later, not a clue in the world, and go down on my own happy way. For a second, I thought it was going to be that it was him who got shot, that that was, ended guard. up being the uh, officer. Not him. But yeah, man, I told that story 20 times that day, and it certainly has become sort of a folklore around the company of be careful during busy season working downtown. <laughs> the last kind of punchline that I chuckle at a little bit to this day. So I tell that story that day at work. The day goes pretty much as usual after that, and we're working late again. My boss goes, nobody's walking home. Everybody takes an Uber. Like, you got it. Happy oh, to not wow. walk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Next morning rolls around. We come back in, and my coworker's sitting there waiting for me. He's like, Dylan, I got a story for you. I'm like, all right, what could you have that compares to what <laughs> I just went through? So, yeah, let me hear it. He's like, well, I got in the Uber last night, and my Uber driver said that's just so sad what happened last night to the officer. They caught him, though. I saw the whole thing. They caught him right outside my apartment building. I was there. <laughs> no. He looks like Lane Norton. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. He was gracious enough to correct her. Like, oh, no, no, no. That's actually a coworker of mine. Wrong person. But I mean, for a while, I was like, I can't show my face at my best friend's apartment anymore because people oh think God. I'm an escaped murderer or something. Yeah. Like, it took me a little to get over that. I've told the story many times to anyone and everyone that will listen. But that is my wild card. Yeah, that is a that wild, was wild one. Thank you guys for having me. This is a little dream come true. So nice to speak with you guys. Yeah, right back at you. Bye. Everyone waved. You were right. You're vindicated. Yeah. You stand corrected. <laughs> You're really rubbing my nose in it because I already offered an apology. <laughs> no, but you really, I don't care because. Because you don't care. You embarrassed her. And now. That's right. Thank you. Did you hear that weird squeak earlier? Oh, oh that was a weird squeak. Hello. 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 It's really you. Yes, it is. Is this Carrie? This is Carrie. Yes. Nice to meet you. What an elegant closet you have. I get the chance to talk to you guys, and it's not how I envisioned our first meeting would be in my closet, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> what city are you in, Carrie? I'm in Portland, Oregon. Ah, mm. PDX. My whole family's up there. Best airport, would you say? I would not. No. In fact, I have beef <laughs> with PDX. Uh -oh. I think the security line at PDX is very hit or miss. Sometimes you walk up and you're like, oh no, what is this oh. going to take? The airport itself is nice, but you don't think that line gets a little bonkers? It does. Yeah. It does. But they win all kinds of awards. Really? Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful I airport. I don't remember that. What's the best restaurant there? Ooh, I like Henry's. It's good for some mimosas, Ooh. burger. Okay, you know your audience. Did like you happen to hear the episode where we had gone to a wedding up there and we ate repeatedly at I can't remember the name now. The breakfast spot. Carol's, Carol's or? Oh, Cindy's? yeah. A woman's name. Cheryl's. Yeah. Oh. Cheryl's downtown. Love Cheryl's. So, Carrie, because it's wild card, we have no idea what the topic is you're going to speak on. And we're so excited. As soon as Monica tends to her uh, <laughs> ringing phone. <laughs> I title this one, tell us about a time you were involved in a freak accident. Oh, oh freak I'm accident. titillated. <laughs> so the story takes place here in Portland. It was December. 2016, a couple years ago. Can I tell you something weird, Carrie? We've heard six stories today, and 
virtually all of them have taken place in 2016. The story oh, we just heard, he said seven years ago. I didn't do the math out loud, but that's 2016. Oh, that is bizarre. There's something spooky happening. Well, 2016 wasn't the best year. So. Oh, I forgot. We were leaving my youngest daughter's Christmas performance from preschool. And my husband had to then take off for a coach's meeting across town, preparing to be a basketball coach for our daughters. So I head home with my three girls alone Dealing with bedtime routines, you know, it's getting kind of late in the evening. As we all know, bedtime can get a little bit hairy. Worst part of the day, yeah. Worst time of the day, <laughs> yeah. yes. When my oldest, who was in third grade at the time, realizes that she hasn't finished her homework. Oh. So she's sitting at our kitchen island, and I'm kind of leaning over her, helping her with math. Tensions are starting to rise. She claims I don't know how to do elementary school math. It's not the way <laughs> her teacher is teaching her. She's right. They don't teach it the same anymore. They don't. Yeah. Three plus three is not six. You have to explain why it's six, yep. right? You have to give paragraphs. So we're getting more and more frustrated with one another. And during all of this, as she's getting even more frustrated, she kind of wibbles her body around quickly in the bar stool and throws her hands up in the air and yelling, you know, I can do this on my own and proceeds to stab me in the <gasps> eye with her pencil. Oh, no. no. Oh, yes. fuck. It happened so fast, of course. And so I immediately cup my eye with my hand and I can just feel my hand is just filling with blood. No! I'm gushing blood. Is the pencil stuck in the eyeball or it has come out? It has come oh, out. Thank it God. is still in her hand. fucking blood's coming out oh, of your wait, eyeball? It's still in her hand so she literally just like stabbed. Oh yeah, like <laughs> fatal attraction. Yeah, threw her hands up. And so I immediately freak out of course but I go into our hall bathroom and lock the door just to assess. Do I still have an eyeball? What is happening? She's screaming, I'm so sorry, mommy. Oh, you know, yeah, freaking yeah. out, crying. Oh, no, no, no. And meanwhile, my other two now are getting out of bed. They hear this commotion. They come downstairs. They see blood all down <gasps> our hallway to the bathroom. <gasps> and I'm in the bathroom, kind of leaning over the sink. And of course, the sink is filling with blood. <laughs> I'm terrified to look in the mirror. Of course. I'm convinced that I've lost my eyeball. Do you remember being cognizant of whether or not you could see out of the stabbed eye? Great question. I tried to open my eye and I had no eyesight out of that eye. Fuck. So I'm oh, even more convinced Christ. I can't see. Exactly. So I try to call my husband who's at this meeting across town and it's getting snowy and icy. It's December in oh. Portland. And maybe like the third time he finally answers the phone. He's hearing the screaming in the background and all I say to him is, Anna stabbed me in the eye. So it's probably the worst way to lead a conversation, but he's trying to figure out like, what the heck are you talking about? Get home, honey. I'm blind. Exactly. So he kind of tries to calm me down, talks me off of a ledge and gets the idea. We have a friend who lives nearby who happens to be an ophthalmologist. So oh, he says, this is helpful. I'm going to call him. I can't get over to you immediately. Anybody that knows the Portland area in the winter we don't know how to drive in the ice and snow. The whole city just shuts down. As good as the airport is, the driving could be better. Wait, pause. No one is like, call 911. You're bleeding so much. In retrospect, yes, we should be calling 911, <laughs> but we're trying to just calm everything down. Oh, everyone hates calling 911. Well, it's expensive to take an ambulance ride. Even if you live next to an ophthalmologist, no one wants to pay. <laughs> so our friend comes over and he tries to assess what's happening. I'm explaining I can't see out of my eye. And as he's looking at me, he's saying, the reason you can't 
see out of your eye right now. You have your eyeball. He rest assures I have my eyeball. It's just so bloody. So we clean it up and he starts to look and explain eye wounds and head wounds, of course, bleed much more than most part of your body. So it's actually not as traumatic as you think. But what had happened is when you pull down kind of your eyelid, where your eyelid and your eyeball connect, that was totally sliced from those pens. (laughs) Yeah, it was totally sliced open. I got to ask a really gross question, but has the lead broken off in there? Yeah, great question. Well, we looked as well, and now it was a clean slice completely. In and out. Yeah, it's so disgusting of all things. And eye wounds, I think, are even more gross. Oh, it's the most vulnerable part of your whole being. It's your brain is hanging out of your head. It's part of your brain. It's not. It's not. No, it is. If you listen to Huberman talk, it's actually part of your brain. It's the only thing that's connected to your brain that's exposed to the. yeah. Yeah. So more and more, he's still looking me over and says, you know, actually, eye wounds clear up from trauma pretty easily. He had some steroid cream and he just instructed me, he said, use a steroid cream in the morning if you have a hard time seeing, definitely go to the doctor, but I really think you're going to be okay. And I'm starting to kind of gain my eyesight back during all of this. Oh, thank God. I know. So he leaves the house. My husband finally gets home. Everything's fine. And in the morning, miraculously, I can see totally fine. But my eye did look like it was straight out of a horror movie for several weeks. It was so gross. Oh, my God. What was it? It was bloodshot to high heaven or there was goop. What do we got? All of the above. Bloodshot. It was black and blue. It just looked like I got beat up. And how's your daughter? Well, it was so fun talking to her again about this story. And she was just like, I was just so scared. Everyone was just so scared. You didn't know. And I'm locked in the bathroom with blood on the hallway. (laughs) It just was terrible. You had quite a bit of leverage over her for at least a couple weeks. For sure. Oh, completely. You know, if she complained to me, I remember for a short time <laughs> or after, I would just pull down my eyelid and so. What are you going to do? Stab me in the eye again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to this day, honestly, I do not get near them doing homework because I am like PTSD. Anywhere near a pencil. So that was my freak accident. It all worked out well, but it was horrifying at the time. Did the neighbor ask you to Venmo him? Good question. No. <laughs> it was oh, totally on the house. Bono. What a neighborly. <laughs> wow. You know, if I ever go shopping for a house again in a neighborhood and I'm talking to the real estate agent, I might inquire, are there any ophthalmologists in the neighborhood? Or medical. Professionals? Yes. I think you need a plumber, an electrician, medical personnel, a lawyer. Yeah. And I'll offer some mechanical assistance. Those go. type of people definitely need it. They don't, you know, they spend too much time in medical school. They don't know <laughs> yeah, about the internal know. combustion engine. Wow. Wow. Care. That's the, I'm trying to think, Mm. I guess my ultimate fear generally when I have nightmares, the nightmare I have all the time is my teeth are falling out. Oh gosh. I think as I had orthodontia for so fucking long, it's like PTSD. So I'm trying to decide whether I would rather get stabbed in the eye or have my teeth knocked out. But they're uh, tied. Um, I mean, that's I would too- rather get my teeth knocked teeth out. Knocked out. Oh wow, sure. both of you teeth knocked out. Also, because you can get fake teeth. You can't. I mean, you can if get you a, a, another eye, and that's great. Yeah, a glass eye. I think they're coral now, but yeah, <laughs> prosthetic. <laughs> Yes, I would vote teeth any day. Trust me. Granted, I've never had my teeth knocked out, but having this eye (laughs) trauma was horrible. Oof, 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 oof. Oh, man. Wow, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that's a clincher. That made us feel gross. Yeah. (laughs) It was a total freak accident. (laughs) This has been so, so fun. And if it's okay, I'd love to just share with you guys how much this opportunity means to me. It came at such a fun time and crazy time in my life. Earlier this summer, I got a stage four cancer diagnosis. Oh my god. And gosh. chatting with you guys, I deal with stress with humor and levity. 
podcast got me through all my chemo treatments this summer. Oh, Carrie. Uh, Actually, this Friday, I had my first surgery to remove some tumors. So the timing of chatting with you guys is like mm. a light and a joy and a very stressful week for me. Oh, so thank man. you so much for this opportunity. It's been honestly the highlight of my life and it's been oh, so fun to so chat with you. We're so grateful to have you. you. Also, I'm a little angry at the universe because you're clearly a very sweet yeah, person who's raising three little girls and the notion that you've been stabbed in the eye and then you have a cancer diet. This yeah, is not, not fair. No. no. The shit should be happening to me. Okay, knock on wood. Knock, <laughs> oh, on, knock wood. on wood. Knock yeah, on wood. Okay. Like yeah, I just want to show my gratitude through such an odd, weird, scary time and contributing to the humor and the messiness of being human, right? Well, we're the lucky ones to get to have people like you in our orbit. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie, for sharing that. And obviously, good luck with all we're that. We're going to send you a lot of love and Very well Very sorry wishes. you're going through that. I so appreciate it. The timing was just perfection. So thank you, guys. Give our love to that basketball coach and the three little girls. Okay, nice bye. meeting you. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to wave every time now. I hated that. I know. It's so insanely unfair. That makes me want to get under the covers and never come out. Because life is too scary and upsetting and sad. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Oh, well, it sounds like maybe you wanted to. I already wanted you to. You already wanted to. <laughs> okay. That story reminds me. Do you know the story about Simone? I don't know if I do. Okay. Simone, really amazing makeup artist in LA, does Kristen's makeup. Sometimes does mine, sometimes does yours. Yeah, she's the best. She really she's is. She's the very best. So good. So she used to do Will Ferrell's. On set. Yeah, I think she did the basketball movie and a couple yeah, others. Yeah, she's done a couple movies and she was on, I want to say Step Brothers, maybe. She was doing Will's makeup and so she was on set. She dropped something. She bent down to get it. She felt something weird in her eye. When she bent down, there was like garment bags hanging over a chair uh -huh. with the, uh, hook, of the, the coat hook of the coat hanger. <gasps> like hanging out. The coat hanger went in to her eye socket into the socket was hanging <gasps> the garment was hanging from her face <laughs> yes oh my it god went she had become a coat hanger yeah she pulled it out yeah like i mean that was the instinct is just like pull Ooh. it out and then she obviously like went to the hospital sued will ferrell <laughs> she didn't okay. or the movie they're <laughs> lucky but it went like right thank god there's like a opening there's a like a gap. tube a gap so it just like went right in there she probably had to wear a patch or something for a little bit Ooh, but it didn't I, I wear a patch I know mm. it didn't do permanent damage or anything but can you um, you no. bend down in the no what no thank you no Ooh. thank you I'd pick that over my teeth getting knocked out though no you wouldn't I would coat hanger in your eyeball yeah for sure over my teeth getting knocked out but why then why were you involved in all these fights where that was like probably a high probability it was you know, this may come as a bit of a surprise to you, but when you're engaging in battle, the last thing you're worried about is your physical safety. I can't. You've thrown that to the wind. I know, but you were choosing to engage in that fight. And if you care so much about your Well, teeth, in a Sapolsky way, I don't ever experience the choice. I experience the inciting incident, and then I feel myself reacting you know, right, but can you see objectively that, that if you have that fear, you should stay away from fisticuffs? Well, sure, yes, <laughs> yeah. and objectively, someone coming up and punching you in the face randomly is different than you reacting to some stimuli and then engaging in a fight and saying, meet me outside. 
To you, yes. To me, no. You don't think that's the same. I know it's I mean, not because when it reaches the point where two guys are screaming "fuck you, motherfucker" at each other in their faces, what's happening next is someone's getting hit first, and after you've been hit first a couple times while someone's screaming in your face "fuck you, motherfucker," mm-hmm. what you learn is when I hear "fuck you, motherfucker," I better be the first one to swing because it's coming. Yeah. So it's it's almost like. Because the dots have been connected, the in my face, fuck you, it might as well be the punch because I know what's coming next, you know? Okay. Next caller. Yeah. <laughs> we are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you, uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? sure did. Yeah. Easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were some... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be <laughs> Rob and specific. I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, <laughs> which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, Talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. Hello. Hello. Grace, how are you? So nice to meet you both. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're delighted to. Where are you calling from? I am in New York City. Uh. And I apologize, Monica, because I am a big rule follower, but I do not have a closet. (laughs) That's okay. Of course, you live in New York City. You'd have to be a billionaire. Yeah, I cannot fit in there. (laughs) It's okay. You still sound great. What part of New York are you in? I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. I can't really see you that You need to tilt. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That says a lot about your ego. That means you were actually looking at us. Because if you were looking at yourself, which people tend to do on a Zoom, you would have noticed we only saw half your face. That's really true. It's a feather in your cap that you didn't notice that. Good. (laughs) Part of me, can I be dead honest? Yeah. And even while you were saying it, I had some anxiety. I thought. Maybe she has like an enormous goiter (laughs) in your neck, which people get. I thought it too. She was covering it for a reason. Yes. But we would love her anyway. We would. So we needed to see more. So it's funny you say that because there are actually some pictures I have where my neck looks ginormous. I don't know why. You don't have Graves disease or anything, do you? I don't. I don't. I will try to find it. I did swim in college and I had pretty significant traps, which I think kind of expanded the size of my neck. Sure. But CVS did me dirty on a passport photo. I will. <laughs> my neck looks big. <laughs> to the point where I would go through security and they would be like, congrats, you look jacked. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, my ex-girlfriend Brie had a similar thing. She got a license photo and she wore a white collared shirt. Something happened whereby <laughs> the unbuttonedness, it looked like her neck was about 16 inches long. Oh, it is insane. Shit. I almost, I'm going to ask her for that as yeah. well. I already asked someone else for a license photo today. Okay, so you're in Brooklyn. Are you close to Clinton Hill at all? I am close to Clinton Hill. Have you been to Emily Pizza? Of course. Uh, oh, so we good. just so love it. good, isn't it? We get delivery from there a fair amount. The delivery is not as good. It never is. Yeah, well, that burger is a soup. I don't know how that would travel. By the time it gets to you, it's probably just... Disintegrated. Yeah. Emulsified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is Wild Card. We have no idea, Grace, what this is about, and it's very exciting for us. Tell us what happened. Yes. So this took place in 2015. Oh, my God. I was- so I was still <laughs> living in New York City. I was a year out of college. Really quick, are you sure it didn't happen in 2016? (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why. You're the eighth person we've talked to today. In six of the previous seven, the story was in 2016, which I find to be impossible. Yes. Are the other... As you were saying 2000, I was like, oh my God, if it's 16, I'm going to freak. But you're pretty sure it was 15. I'm pretty sure it was 15, yeah. Okay, okay. So I swam in college. This is my first year out. I had a huge void my kind of transition to becoming a swimmer and I needed to fill it with some sort of athletic pursuit, some goal. Yeah. So I decided to sign up for the New York City Marathon. Okay. Mm. I had not ever run a half marathon before. And so I figured a marathon would be a great goal for me. So I get to the starting line. Really quick. Hold on. You, you get to the starting line. Was there any training between the decision? Yeah. And- yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots oh. of training. Yeah. Okay. 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 It was not a just sign up and go. It wasn't Charlie Curtis, yeah. Perfect 10 Charlie style. Didn't run at cold turkey. <laughs> so my goal for myself was under four hours, which is, I think, like a nine minute pace. I had been running 830s. It felt achievable, wow. but by no means trying to qualify or anything 
I think like Boston to the 330 or something. This is a ding, ding, ding because it was last weekend, no? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy when I got this email because it literally just happened. I was just cheering on some friends. And so I should also mention the New York City Marathon is the first week in November. It is usually, it was like 60 degrees. I was in a tank top and shorts, which will become relevant later on. So I start running. It starts in Staten Island. You go through all five boroughs. I run through Brooklyn. I pass the halfway point. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. And I start to really have to pee. And this is a big marathon. There are porta-potties everywhere. So it's not like I don't have a choice. It's just like, do I stop or do I not stop? And so I get to mile 16, which is on the Queensboro Bridge. So it's a mile of the course that connects Queens to First Ave in Manhattan. And it's one of the only parts of the course that does not have spectators. And so I had a lot of time for internal contemplation. Okay. So I'm running across. (laughs) The pressure is really building. Like, I have to go. I'm not an elite person, but I'm just thinking, like, the elite runners are not stopping to pee. They're just peeing. They're peeing. You're not this an is elite, known or? You're not an elite runner, but you are an elite person because you swam in college. So you have that mentality. That was the mentality yes. I, I had. All in. That and then also, I'm not a big sweater. So then I started like looking around at everybody's legs. Everybody else's legs were wet. I just assumed everybody <laughs> else was peeing. Oh, that was no. your assumption. Okay. Quick question on the shorts. What color are they? Please say black. They were black. Perfect. Great. You're going over the bridge where the cars are. So when you go down the exit ramp, it's a pretty steep decline. I cannot hold it anymore. I just released. And you keep running as you pee or you stop? Keep running. Okay. That's got to be kind of hard, right? Because when I pee swimming, even that's a challenge. I think I was able to relax a little bit because I was running downhill. Oh, right. Uh Yeah, makes sense. Were they tight? Were they like bike shorts or were they more loose? Loosey goosey. They were like looser Lululemon shorts. Okay. Okay. Shout out. <laughs> and so when you hit First Ave in Manhattan, it's one of the most populated areas of the course. There's like thousands of people, six people deep. I did not think I was going to see anyone. I felt pretty comfortable in the anonymity of all of the rest of the runners in the crowd. As soon as I run down, I see my coworker. Like he like locks eyes with me and he's like cheering for me, screaming for me. And so I was not self-conscious. I then became like immediately self-conscious about the fact that I had just peed myself because also <laughs> I was completely dry except for my shorts and legs and sneakers were soaking wet. Soaked. Oh my so God. I'm trying to figure out how to make this look a little bit better. Like I've just been sweating, which is what everybody else looks like. So as soon as I get to the water station, I just like take a shower. Oh, smart. I now have cups of water on my head, yeah. cups of water this on my great. tank top. I was dry on the bridge. Now uh, it looked like I was in a dunk tank. Like I'm just uh, dripping wet. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, that'll slow you down. So I just keep it moving, keep running. I'm feeling good. I get to mile 20. That was the furthest I had ever run. I'm still feeling really good. I didn't hit the wall. I had to pee again. At this point, it wasn't even a question. I already knew what I had to do. Yes. Once I saw the water station in the distance, I just started peeing. And then I got there and did the whole thing again. Wait, really quick. I imagine running behind you and seeing like wet shoe prints going on the ground. And if you're right behind, if you're paying attention, which you're probably not because you're so in your head in a marathon, you'd see it coming Yeah, down. cascading down yeah. and then the footprints, wet yeah. footprints everywhere. Shoe okay. splash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was soaking wet at this point and I'm not generating a lot of body heat. So keep running. Oh. It gets to mile 23 and I can't really see. 
And I'm just making any excuse for myself to keep it moving. Like, you know, I wear contacts. My eyes have been open for a while. The wind must just be making it blurry. But I'm still feeling great. Like, my body is (laughs) feeling good. I haven't hit a wall. I keep running. (laughs) So then I start getting to 24. And at this point, it is harder for me to keep my eyes open than it is for me to put one foot in front of the other. Like, I'm trying to keep my eyes open. And I keep telling myself that I'm just going to get to the next medic tent, the next medic tent. And then at this point, I'm just going to finish the race because I have two miles left. Yeah. So the brain is an amazing thing. I get to the finish line. I do not get one step further than the finish line. You know, those like arches that they, I'm like against the side, melting down. I don't go the like five feet further you have to go to get a medal because I am just (laughs) sprawled on the finish line. And there's, you know, like thousands of runners that are trying to finish. Afraid you'd get trampled. I was just like, I'm dying. I'm dying. Lying on the ground. I'm dead. I think I I died at mile 23. (laughs) There was other people jumping on top of me. So the next thing I know, they have me in the back of a golf cart. There's someone sitting on top of me, hitting my face, trying to keep me alert. Mm. Oh my God. They start screaming, or at least I start hearing red alert, red alert, clear a bed. Oh. Am I dying? And they're like, no, honey, you're code green. You just have hypothermia. Yes. We we're talking about the people oh behind you. Oh my God. Hypothermia. My peeing on myself due to competitive greatness <laughs> led me to get hypothermia. Because of the cold water you kept pouring on yourself. My time, by the way, was four hours and 51 seconds. So had I stopped, I don't think it really would have made a big difference. Oh, damn it. 51 seconds. Fuck. So I don't (laughs) clearly know enough about hypothermia. I didn't know one of the first early symptoms is your eyes start failing you? Blurred vision, I think. And then there's a heavy drowsiness, yeah. (sighs) Confusion. Oh, disoriented. (laughs) Wow, also it came in kind of fast. I think it feels like it hit fast, but like 16 to 23 was still like two hours. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Not really two hours, but close. Did they put one of those shiny blankets on you? Of course they did. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. And then there was some medical (laughs) students having me do like salt shots. Oh. Cool. Oh, that's cool. They get all the students out there to help with the cascade of people who just fuck themselves up willingly. (laughs) This is a great time to talk about electrolytes. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Tell us your your take on electrolytes. That's what the salt shot was essentially. Yeah. How long did it take before you felt normal again? I think like a few hours. I actually had to fly somewhere because I had a work conference the next day. The best part was that I had to be a mic runner. It was like this huge conference and I had to run the mic to the table. Oh, I was in heels because it was still a pretty corporate formal session. So I was like waddling over to everybody's tables with the mic. Peeing in your dress. <laughs> so now you're so used to it. Anytime you feel like peeing, you just involuntarily. Oh my God. Wow. What a turn of events. Did you ever run another marathon or was that enough for you? I think I might run another one sometime, but not anytime soon. I did run a swim run with my twin sister. That was 20 miles of swimming and running. And we were tethered together. <gasps> What? That sounds... Is this like at a Polish festival or something? This sounds so bizarre. I think the race originated in Sweden, and then now it's called... I'm going to, like, butcher it, but it's O-T-I-L-L-O. It means island to island. Oh, And so in the U.S., it's like an adventure race. And so the one we did was in Maine, and you run and swim from island to island. Oh, Oh, my God. Nothing sounds worse. What about a triathlon for you? Are you good on a bike? Going downhill makes me nervous on a bike. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. We're opposites. I would never 
run 26 miles. It's just not in me. I'm not made of the right stuff. But, but go downhill really fast on a bike. Great. And Let's you go. like swimming. I do You'd like swim swimming. for a long time. Yeah. Mm. Not speedily. Meet but in I, the middle. Swimming is where the Venn diagram uh, Yes, crosses. stops. Yeah. Wow, oh. that was great. Thank you for yeah, sharing Grace, that. Yeah, Grace, that was incredible. Thank you both so much for having me. So proud of you for just squirting three <laughs> times in that race. Also, to make it through the finish line with hypothermia. That's impressive. You found out what you were made of on that early November day. I did. Yeah. I did. And I like cheering a lot better than I like running. <laughs> I think we're allowed to take off two minutes because of the hypothermia. I think you did it under four hours. We can adjust for it. We'll try to get someone like from the commission. Inflation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so nice meeting yes. you, Grace. That was such a great story. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much. Bye. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. I wave every time. I don't know how I ever had an issue with waving. <laughs> it's the only thing to do. It's the only move that can be made in that moment. <laughs> I have to pee now. Pee, just go. Work I want to get hypothermia. Her. Oh, is that why? Yeah. <gasps> Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes. beautifully, beautifully. We've caught you at work, it seems. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a closet to climb into here. It's all right. Oh, is this a home office or are you at the job? I am at the job. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What was the excuse you made of why you would be unreachable for the next 20? I put a sign on my door that says I'm in a Zoom meeting. Oh, Great. You perfect. are. And you are. You're not even lying. Yeah, it's legit. <laughs> Marty, where are you in the country? Northern California, Humboldt County, California. Oh, Humboldt, where they grow all the marijuana. Yes, there is a little bit of that up here. Yeah, what do they call it? The Emerald something. The Emerald Triangle. That's ah. right. The Emerald Triangle. I've read some spooky articles about people disappearing up there Ooh. and the different growing factions. Some mountain where people disappear a lot. There's some of that that happens up here. I'm sure it happens everywhere. Yeah. Yes, and it's beautiful in Humboldt. We've driven through a few times. It's the Redwood Forest. Yeah. Okay, so this is wild card, so we don't have any clue what this story could be about, which is very exciting for us. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys being willing to hear my story. My wife thought you might find it interesting. <laughs> okay, great. Let's hear it. May of 2021, we go on a kayaking trip. So during our summers, we go over to the Trinity River. It's about an hour away. We uh, use inflatable kayaks, so they're good up to level three rapids. They're pretty sturdy devices to go rafting in. Is there a plastic base and then a bladder around it, or the whole thing's just a bladder? The whole thing is a bladder. It's made out of polycrylar, I okay. believe. It inflates on the sides. It inflates on the bottom. There's seven of us in the party, three adults and myself, and then three kids. We have rookies on our trip. Uh-oh. And they didn't want to go on the dangerous part of the river, so we took them to one of the slower parts of the river. By the time we got out on the river, it was moving slow, and the water was not deep. And so that was making for an interesting situation trying to float down the river because our bottoms are bouncing off the rocks of the uh. river. Oh, okay. It's that low. And at that point, you're wondering, are we going to be able to get down the river? But it starts to get deeper. We get excited. We hit our first rapids. Everybody goes through the rapids. We're the last boat through the rapids, and we hit a rock. So the rock hits underneath the boat. It decides to hit me in the ass. Oh. <laughs> it was a large enough thump 
that they heard it in all three boats. Oh, oh. shit. I joked that I probably was no longer capable of having kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Being 58 with four kids, that's okay. Mission was already accomplished. Yeah. So we continue to float down the river and all of a sudden our boat is filling up full of water. Yeah. So we pull over to a bank, flip the boat over, and there's a six inch gash in the bottom of the boat. At this point, it's too far to walk back. And this is wilderness. We're on the Trinity River. You regularly see bears, deer, bald eagles, river otters. It's not a situation where you can really hoof it out of there very uh, easily. Uh -huh. So we figure, well, we'll just continue to float down the river. We'll transfer six of the people to the two larger kayaks. Not a big deal. I'll stay in the one that's kind of cut, I'll see if I can guide it down the river. Because I didn't feel like leaving it on a riverbank and trashing up Mother Nature. About 45 minutes into that trip, if you'd been sitting on the bank, about all you would have seen was my waist <laughs> up to my head and me paddling. Because the boat was pretty much underwater at that point. It was oh a submarine. Okay. <laughs> we pulled over and tossed it out on the riverbank and said, we'll just have to pick it up on some further trip. And the river trip that was supposed to be three to four hours long started to run five hours long, six hours long, seven oh. hours long, Ooh. eight hours long. Oh. At this point, we can't call anybody because there's no cell phone service. But we do find our get off point, get out of the river, haul up our boats, head home. And a short day became a very long day. And you're going, where in the heck is this story going? <laughs> I think it involves your ass, but let's find oh, out. Oh, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that night, probably nine o'clock at night, I get ready to take a shower. I drop my Hawaiian board shorts <laughs> and uh, they're covered in blood. Oh, oh yeah. If it was strong enough to rip through the bottom of the yes. boat, I have to imagine you're in trouble. It looked like I was a stuck pig, but oh, I had to fuck. swim in the river almost for eight hours yeah. because there wasn't room on the boat. So it wasn't bright blood, but you could tell there had been a lot of blood. Yeah. So my immediate thought was, oh, this doesn't look good. I'm probably got an issue. Hold on a second. <laughs> Marty, you don't probably have an issue. You have an issue. <laughs> yes. You just don't know what it is and how big it is. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I'm going to back you up a bit to two years before this kayak trip. Oh, I had to have great. emergency back surgery, had herniated disc wrapped around some nerves and left me crawling on the ground, screaming and crying. Saw a doctor on a Friday and they operated on me on a Saturday. He gave up his golf day to operate on me. Wow. By the time I got out of there after three days, I was back five days later because oxygen had got into my spinal fluid. Oh, fuck. Jeez. So I was stuck in the hospital another couple of days. Had to go through about three months of rehab so I could learn to walk again. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. Can I ask really quick, that air that got in, do you then have the symptoms of the bends basically? No, you basically just end up with the worst headache you could ever possibly imagine. All right. The surgery was successful. I have no more pain, but on the right side of my body from my waist down, I've lost most of my feeling. So I can't feel my butt cheek. I can't oh, feel wow. my thigh. I can't feel my calf. can't feel my foot. Oh, my God. Okay. So I basically have to learn to walk a bit again. And slowly through time, parts of that has come back. Right. So I have some feeling. But if I put like a wallet or a phone or keys in my back pocket, I don't know where they are. I don't feel oh, a thing. Wow. Right. Okay. Blessing and a curse. Well, a curse yeah. in this current <laughs> situation. I was just happy I wasn't in pain anymore. And if I had to learn to walk again, it was a small price to pay. 
So back to the bathroom. I look down. I know I'm in trouble. I proceed to examine myself to see what's happened. And I look down at my testicular sac. <gasps> and I have a two and a half inch oh. gash. No. By about an inch and a half deep. No. On the right side of my testicular oh, sac. Your scrotum. My God. Yes. <laughs> I've heard you can bleed out from uh, the scrotum yeah, really for easy. Sure. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, but the fact I was in the river all day probably helped with that. Yeah, keeping yeah. Me keeping cold. it cold. Yeah. I've heard about all your injuries. So I'm sure you've been in those situations where you get hurt and you look at it and go, Eh, it's bad, but I'll be okay. Listen, I'm going to pause you for half a second, Marty. I encourage you to go watch the movie Chips tonight because in Chips, I play a character who is a X Games motocross rider and I get hit by a truck and my partner says, that looked like it really hurt. And I said, it was only a six out of 10. And he said, what's a 10? And I said, scrotal tear. Oh, see, I've seen the movie, but I don't remember that part. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that. So yeah, I yelled out to my wife. I go to the emergency room, which is so close. It's a half an hour away. Okay. Get into the emergency room. It's a Saturday night. I think every heroin addict in the county is in there. Elderly people who can't breathe, families with crying kids. Unless you're like personal friends with Jesus Christ, the odds of you getting back in the emergency room is going to take you like four hours plus. I go up to the clerk. She says, what's up? And I tell her my story. And she just pauses and looks at me and says, you poor dear. Uh, <laughs> I was back in an emergency room bed in under five minutes. Yeah, oh, again, wow, I think because yeah. of the bleeding out potential. Yeah. Nurse comes in. Everybody's got to hear the story. Tell him the story. <laughs> He's examining me. He's saying nothing, which doesn't breed a lot of confidence at that point. You're kind of like, what's going on? And he basically just says, I think we're going to have to have some folks look at this. So then... Every nurse and doctor that's working that night has to come in and check me out. Sure. You don't get to see this often. <laughs> no, this is not a common issue. <laughs> no. They clean me up. Then they tell me they're going to have to do an ultrasound. And the ultrasound, you know, they're putting gel on the sack and they're using a warm wand. And I'm thinking five minutes, maybe. Yeah. 45 minutes what? of this woman putting gel on my scrotum and rubbing this warm wand around. No. Do you get erect during this? Of course. No, but I'm, oh. I'm that is a fear. Yes. Of course. I definitely thought that's because where this Because I'm was not going. in pain, guys. I don't yeah. feel a freaking thing. Right. You're getting a ball massage with lubricant. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, nothing happened at that point. <laughs> you dodged a bullet there. It takes hours for them to do this, get the results back, realize I haven't crushed it testicle. They haven't damaged anything else down there. The doctor comes in, takes a look. And he goes, well, you beat all of my kayak stories. <laughs> he says, you know, I'm really sorry here, but we're going to have to give you five shots directly into the wound. Hey. He goes, that's going to hurt really bad. I said, wait a minute. I got to tell you about my back surgery. Right, right. So I told him my story. Oh, I said, yeah. I don't feel a thing. Yeah. yeah. I've got a permanent nerve blocker in. Yeah. So they clean me up. They sew me up. I end up at home probably five in the morning on a Sunday. The two young boys that went on this great adventure with us go to school the next day and basically tell everybody that they went on the first kayaking trip and there was a ball busting river. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess to some degree it was. <laughs>
Did that put a damper on your future kayaking trips or were you right back on the horse? It really didn't slow me down at that point. We've been on so many long trips and tough situations and really the odds of you hitting a rock like that and really hurting yourself are few to none. But I will have to say that when we go through rapids now, I kind of hike myself up. Normally I'm sitting on an inflated seat, but it just happened that day on the river. We didn't have those seats with us for that kayak. So if I had, I probably would have been protected that much more. Perfect storm. Yeah. And so you got some stitches and it healed up and that was that. That was that. Just a gruesome wound. <laughs> yes. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, that yeah. was scrotal tear in an inflated kayak. Mm-hmm. That's uh we not too many one, people right? have that one. story. Yeah. yeah, that puts you in a very tiny group of people. Marty, thank you for that. I wanted to thank you guys. My oldest son was an arm cherry. He turned on my wife. My wife turned on me. When I was having to rehab after my back surgery, I had to start swimming every day. And I got this waterproof MP3 player. And the only thing I had on it was your guys' podcast. Oh, wow. And so I had to listen. I listened to that half an hour every day, working out. And I learned a lot. I laughed a lot. I really appreciated the company because it wasn't much fun trying to do that every day. Oh, thanks, Marty. That's lovely. uh, Yeah, we love hearing that. Well, it's great meeting you. Thank you so much for telling that story. And please give our love to all the arm cherries in your life. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys. And it was really nice meeting you. Yeah, take care. Bye. I waved and then he had, yeah, now he you, had okay, to. Okay, now you've made waving your thing, which it, is well, not and then he fair. Had to, he wasn't planning on waving either, okay. but then he went like this. Okay. It was like a reaction. Okay. It's still my thing. Wow. What a story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I was already being critical of the notion of an inflatable kayak. I'm like, what do you mean? Does it have a plastic shell and then I a could, bladder around it? I could like feel a Zodiac. You. Mm-hmm. I was already judgmental of the inflatable yeah. kayak and now- I feel confirmed. If he had been in a Kevlar one or a plastic one, he wouldn't have been in this sitch. I wonder if you feel when you hear that story. I mean, you didn't respond like so viscerally. I didn't sound judgmental at any point. No, no, you didn't. But I mean, when you hear a story about a testicle rip or testicle puncture or whatever. Yeah, tear. Yeah. When I hear like the lady who's fell on her vagina. Yes. I feel like you should have that, but you didn't. I did. In it, maybe Rob will agree. Your balls are insanely sensitive, the yeah. testicles themselves, but your scrotum isn't. Skin, it's loose skin. It's so loose, right. loosey goosey. Like cut there. Yeah, it sounds like that would almost be preferred to a lot so of other cut places. Your ear. Yeah. Well, as we know, that's a now. Lot had he crushed the testicle, we would both be really squirming. Up. Yeah, we'd be oh, in, right. we'd be in trouble. Interesting. Okay. Well, great. that answers that. Yeah. Oh boy, I love wild card. Me too. You just I love don't not know what knowing. you're gonna get. It's yeah. you could also call it roulette in a way. You get what you get, and, and you, you don't, don't get upset. And you don't. Get, I can <laughs> never remember the end of that. <laughs> well, I love you, and thank you to all the arm cherries for those delicious wild cards. Love you. Do you want to sing a tune or something? We don't have a theme song. Oh. Okay, great. We don't have a theme song for this new show, so here I go, go, go. We're going to ask some random questions, and with the help of Arm Cherries, we'll get some suggestions. (laughs) On the fly, a rhyme dish. On the fly, a rhyme dish. Enjoy.